when we are identifying candidates to fill a new role, having that Six Sigma certification either from their uh, earlier years at the company or from outside, it certainly gives them the leg up. There are so many ways to enhance your career. You could learn a new language, get a graduate degree, or some type of specialized training. One that has always fascinated me has been the Six Sigma. Hi, this is Diana Burnell O'Leary. Welcome to another episode of Job Talk Weekly. Today, I'm really excited to share a conversation with a Six Sigma black belt so we can learn more about it and see if that's something that could help your career. Let's jump in. So today, to tell us a little bit about Six Sigma, we're going to talk with Paul Lee. He is a director of research and development operations in the Midwest. Hey, Paul, welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Hi, Diane. Thanks for having me. Six Sigma came out of Motorola in the 80s, and now there's a variety of trainings and certifications. There's even Lean Six Sigma, which is relatively new, the different levels. And of course, it hit the ultimate in pop culture when it was mentioned on the TV show 30 Rock, which we loved. So I wanted to bring you on to talk a little bit about Six Sigma from your standpoint. Tell us about the intention of Six Sigma. For my company, it started in the 2000s, the mid-2000s, where there, there was a need for better efficiency, better improvement across the different uh, divisions of our company mm-hmm. from, from the uh, product end, the manufacturing side, all the way upstream to the research side. And so the intent was to bring in a Six Sigma methodology mm-hmm. and uh, put it across the company enterprise-wide um, to improve our productivity. Well, I'm glad you use the word methodology because I feel like the word training really doesn't do it justice. But tell us a little bit about that process when you, you go through, I guess, what is some type of training. Right. So I, I would agree. And, and just to kind of double down on the approach of saying it's a methodology, it, the intent was to make sure it becomes ingrained into the way we do our business. Mm-hmm. But for it to get started, it did, it did start with training, right? It, yeah. it did start with, okay, let's, let's get the infrastructure in place so that people understand what Six Sigma Methodologies, methodology is all about. And so it did start with training. And there were waves of employees that were chosen to become uh, Six Sigma certified and, and trained to become what was um, ultimately black belts mm-hmm. to run projects within the company. So how long does that process take when you're when you're a new employee? So as you get chosen to become a Six Sigma black belt, the training lasts typically five to six months. But that doesn't mean it's uh, six months before you start your own project, that you lead your own project, that you work through the methodology. You're actually working through your first project Mm. as you're going through that six months of training. Now, they try to make it simple, uh, a a more simple problem to solve 
possibly within the area that you're coming from. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then as after you've completed that first project, the intent is for you to be a six sigma black belt working across um, the company in it could be uh, working on and leading projects that could be in any part of the um, company. And so where I came from the research side of the company, my second through sixth, seventh projects were all outside of that space, which was a great opportunity because it allowed me to, to uh, observe and, and, and uh, learn more parts of the company. Wow, that is really great exposure, and that's something that we do talk about on this podcast a lot, ways to get out of your own comfort zone and ways to meet other people in the company and ways to really just get exposed to other divisions that you might not have thought of in the beginning. So it sounds like that part must have been also really helpful for you. Absolutely. It, it was the platform that, would, that allowed me to... Um, create new relationships with leadership in the company that I would not have had the opportunity to to do if I was just uh, doing my, let's say, regular job on the right. research side. Right. Well, talk a little bit about how it does fit into your career. When you go to recruit other people, if you're bringing someone in from the outside, if they've already got a Six Sigma certification, or even internally, how do you use it to manage your employees and decide when they go through it? Right. No, good question. Because because I'm in the operation space of research and development or, or R&D, we are looking for folks that have an eye toward process improvement. So yeah. when we are identifying um, candidates to, compl- to, to fill a new role, having that Six Sigma certification, either from their uh, earlier years at, at the company or from outside, it certainly gives them the leg up. So can you speak to an example? Can you give an example of something that you went through and that you applied the methodology and you thought, wow, this really helped us save money, reduce errors, or something very tangible that you can point to? One of the more interesting projects that I worked on was actually in a a, a different side of the company um, where they were... They were struggling to um, manage how they handled their waste in the laboratories. Mm. And so, um, which I I came from the laboratory space. My background's actually um, in biology. And so I had done previous research and I had spent quite a few years in the laboratory. So um, I think that maybe helped where it wasn't too foreign for me to, let's say, lead a project to try to determine what's the best approach to managing the bio-waste of a project. Um, It may not sound that exciting, but it was (laughs) exciting because we were able to visit um, different parts of the company, one area of which was the actual incinerator of the, the company, and we had to understand that process um, and, and so what we were able to do in working through the methodology, which, um, at a very high level, it's defining what the problem is, mm-hmm. trying to analyze where the root cause or root causes are, and then your, 
I, um, you're trying to uh, identify what's the best solution mm-hmm. or let's say solutions and, and sub-solutions that work that will work and you test those solutions and once you find the one you want you you put it uh, what we call in control or yeah. you you put it in place and you put a measurement system around it so that you make sure that that new process is sustained and so we were able to do that with uh, putting in place a, a new bio waste system where it was much more clear to the laboratory personnel it allowed for um, cost savings. It was a relatively interesting project at the time. Yeah. Probably more interesting than trying to tell it in a, in a, in a podcast. <laughs> no, we get it. We get it. But at, at the end of the day, if you're more efficient and you're saving the company money, the vice presidents love that. And that's what they want to hear. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, as I as I think back at that experience as well as the other projects that I worked on, um, what I, I think I enjoyed as as much as problem solving, which yeah. I think a lot of folks just kind of have that drive to to fix problems. Yeah. It's also Six Sigma itself allowed for the opportunity for me to mm-hmm. um, to to be a leader to yeah. to and, and it gave me that platform. So to me, that's where I think that Six Sigma methodology that was put in place for the company is a bit twofold. It allowed for process improvement and, and improved productivity across the company, but it also gave a better methodology in regards to building leadership across the company as well. Well, and I think that's a big part of it. It is a way for you to raise your hand and to signal to your leadership and to other employers, if eventually one day you are being recruited, right, that you are willing to take the time that you want to really up your game for yourself and for the company. So as people look at all types of training, whether it's going back and getting an MBA or getting other types of training and certifications, those are the things that not only do they help you in your job, but I think they send a really strong signal. Um, about where you that you are taking your career seriously. Yeah, I completely agree. And as I as I think about it in regards to some of the employees that I have now in in my group with our company right now, we have a more subtle approach to Six Sigma, where it is now built into the fabric of the company, mm-hmm. and, and it's not as structured as mm-hmm. it used to be at one time. And to be honest, I think that's part of the maturation or evolution of implementing Six Sigma. Over time, it just becomes embedded in the walls. It becomes embedded into the floor, where people already have that mindset. Yeah, and and so what does then become the focus is every year where we're in that maturation state of Six Sigma is just reminding everyone that, hey, let's, you know, when we do have a problem, let's take that um, patient approach of not just trying to problem solve. It is focusing on what the actual problem is, identifying where the root causes are, and then finding solutions. And and so as I think of um, the team members I have in my group, uh, I, I do wish we still had a bit of a more structured approach because it, 
it did it would allow them a more structured opportunity to to kind of have that pl- platform to lead. It sounds like because it is a methodology, it's a whole approach. It's almost a whole new way of doing things. It's not wasted training. So many times I think of training programs where you go for a week, maybe two days, you learn a certain subject matter, you put the binder on the shelf, and you think about it maybe for the next two or three weeks, but then it sort of fades. So it sounds like this is something that, like you said, is more ingrained in how you do things. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And like yeah and, and you said it before it, it's it's almost like an mba it's uh, another um degree or or certification that it is very very transferable independent of industry yeah and 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 i i experienced that because we were able to or i was able to use that methodology independent of where I was running a project within the company, and it could have been in the manufacturing space, it could have been in development or, or research. Your employees, like you said how it's a little different today, do they go through the same type of bold, black and white, here you're going to go through this training like you did many years ago, or no, now it's more just integrated in how they work? It's the latter. Yeah. And and that that's a good thing or I, I would say I would I guess I have mixed mixed feelings because y- yes it would be nice to ha- continue to have that built-in structure to mm-hmm. have um, like every six months uh, a new wave of folks to uh, where they're spending eighty percent of their time on training twenty percent on the project they're working on mm-hmm. it, now we don't do that we have it much more built into as as problems arise uh, those who are six sigma black belts just like uh, anyone who has a degree once you have the degree you will always have that degree yeah same goes with with six sigma is that for those who um, have had that experience they should be the ones that are the the leaders when there's problems that ha- that arise and and uh, you're you're trying to put a project together to to get it solved. And so um, I, I think what I'm still working on is how do I get my folks that are currently under me who may not have had that experience, um, more accustomed to leading a project it's it's um there it, it kind of goes where part of not having six sigma as a structured approach anymore mm-hmm. you kind of now lose that that clear platform that leaders can give to folks mm-hmm. to become leaders yeah and it's the time to think about it. I mean, that is the benefit of going either offsite or having a certain amount of your work time dedicated to a training because you are immersed in it. And then you are also given the luxury of not having to worry about your day-to-day job a little bit. So they're, they're sort of missing that opportunity to really indulge and immerse themselves in it. Yeah. No, that's 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 very true. Um, and, and I... I do believe that the best stage for where Six Sigma was the most productive for our company was when it was enterprise wide. It mm-hmm. was um, uh, still a it's something that people still had to think about. 
yeah. because um, it, it was still being implemented. And mm-hmm. so it, it was much more in the forefront of people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, the, it was implemented in the mid 2000s. And so now where we are in 2020, we're we're at a time where it's like I said, it's it's much more ingrained. It's it's much more subtle. It's mm-hmm. just part of the the fabric, and and so you know how how do I continue to build that or um, create that platform for my folks so that they do spend the time, like you said, um, have time to not just worry about their their day to day work, but also allow them to kind of focus on a project so mm-hmm. that. They have time to, to learn the methodology and, and use it properly in, in the project that they're working on. Well, I wonder if you've thought about that with other people at your office. I mean, have you guys talked about, you know, is there another way? Should we bring back more of the distinct uh, black and white, you know, immerse yourselves into a Six Sigma type process, even if it's a hybrid of what you've done before? I mean, have you guys had that conversation to make sure you don't lose what you benefited from so much uh, in the early 2000s, because I think that does happen with companies. They go out and they put in a new system in place, and the people who were there in the first stages really could see the differences and the benefits going from stage one to stage two, you know, to implementing something. Now you've got people who just think that this is the way the company runs, and that can be helpful, but they are missing out on the way it used to be before. And they, I don't know that they can see as clearly the benefits of the new approach. Yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, I'll admit that we, ha- I, I haven't, let's say, voiced that per se, that um, I, I think we're kind of missing that structured approach that we had had at mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. It could be a benefit to have an a, a like I said, a, an opportunity for those who are just either coming into the company and hasn't, let's say, experienced Six Sigma the, the way we had, let's say, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That may be something I, I, I bring to the table. You'll have to call me back and tell me about it. <laughs> and t- tell me if you're um, like this. And my husband is going to roll his eyes. But every time I go through a training, especially a communications training, like Myers-Briggs or DISC or whatever, and it's meant to improve communications in the workplace, then I come home and I look at my husband and I think, how can we communicate better? <laughs> so have you, has this methodology that is so ingrained in your brain right now, do you ever come home and look at the garage and be like, how can I get this to work better? How can I get my, my do-it-yourself project to work better? How can I get the girls to jump out of bed and make their beds faster? Yes, and I, I have uh, probably annoyed my, my daughters to no end, especially Seriously? In, in the early. Yes, because Good. I... I I do try to take the time to say, okay, wait a minute. Before, you know, uh, be, uh, clarity before conflict. Let's <laughs> talk about. Let's let's try to frame the situation. Oh understand, understand what the actual problem is before we try to solve it. And and I I do fall into that kind of black belt mentality. Um, I probably will never lose that. And, you know, that's a good thing. And, and as hopefully, hopefully they're they're learning a little bit yeah. more than they are annoyed by their father. <laughs> uh, I, I'll call, I'll consider it a, a net benefit. 
<laughs> well, let's hope. Let's hope. So for it's interesting, though, but for your company, it's definitely part of the DNA. So let's talk about someone who maybe is at a smaller organization that doesn't have Six Sigma built into it. What would you tell someone who's considering doing it if it might be applicable to their job? You know, they're in an operations role or they're in a research role. What would you tell someone about Six Sigma and whether or not they should jump in? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and, and yes, outside of the workplace, if the workplace itself doesn't have the Six Sigma program, there are independent or external oh, um, yeah. Yeah. companies that offer it, right? So, uh, and if, if I'm not mistaken, there's uh, yellow belts as well as green belts mm-hmm. uh, prior to if people don't want to make the commitment of, of a black belt. And so to be able to have that and be armed with that, uh, with that type of certi- certification, and then be able to apply it in their own work, um, I, I think you're going to get that leg up. You're going to mm-hmm. get that leg up, not only in regards to the ability to solve problems, but also you're going to show that initiative and, and leadership in doing so. I can't imagine that won't pay off uh, for for those looking for that, that leg up, uh, that way to be able to separate themselves from the the next person in, in their workplace. I think that's what we need right now because we do have a job market that has been turned upside down this year in 2020. So if people are on the... Um, if they're they're wondering, if they're sort of debating whether or not to invest in a training, this might be one of those things that puts you out ahead of other candidates. Because we look at the resumes that come in, and if that's something that's a nice to have, boy, that could really put you ahead of other people who are interviewing for these jobs. Yeah, no, very true. And uh, as definitely everyone's life has been turned upside down in regards to how people are working now, um, it, it could very well be the, the right opportunity for, for someone who has no longer doesn't have that work commute anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe they have that additional time where they, they can work on themselves, they can work on their, their uh, career life yeah. and, and build up this certification where, um, where they may have been strong in their, their job Uh, post this pandemic, they could be even stronger coming out of it. And if you are lucky enough to have a company that pays for it and puts you through the process, please take advantage of that, because that might not be the case two or three years down the road. And if you don't work at a company that pays for it, but you are in a place where you can make that investment, it's just something that you need to think about. No, very, very true. And and I do take that for granted that uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be working in that company and where they wanted to implement it. And, and I, I certainly tried to take full advantage of it. Well, Paul, this has been really interesting talking to you because Six Sigma has been a bit of an alumni club that a lot of us don't really know what it's like behind the curtain. We think it's a secret society with its own secret <laughs> handshake. Um, so you've helped shed some light on it. So I really appreciate it. No problem. I appreciate the conversation. Okay. Take care. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Job Talk Weekly. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'd love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more information, articles, and to let us know what topics you want to hear, find us online. Our website is jobtalkweekly.com. See you next week.